This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast, where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession. This episode is brought to you by the Top Predator, a fitness archery challenge. Do you have what it takes to be the Top Predator? Online sales or registrations are open now for the Top Predator. Jump on to thetoppredator.com and register to see if you have what it takes. All right, guys, welcome to the Western Obsessions TV podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Belding. My guest today is my good buddy, Tyler Pollock. He is my performance PT guy. He is my guy that I go to for anything, whenever I break my body, pretty much, which is all the time because I'm getting older and I, I push guy. hard, right? Like, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in with you all the time, Tyler. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? Dude, I am great. I'm living the dream. And uh, just happy to be on here, man. Thanks for having me. You bet, dude. Look at that logo in the background, man. Look at that camera placement. You know, we're talking (laughs) about plugs. There's one for you right there. The Performance Project right there. That's his thing. I'm kind of leaning a little bit so everyone can see that, right? And, uh, you you know, get a little little extra there. So You got to sacrifice form for the logo, for the plug. It's worth it. Yeah. I'm going to need a performance PT after this. <laughs> you want me to put my hand- body? I'll put my hands on you. I'm not afraid. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going I'm to need somebody else or any other option. <laughs> oh, man. No faith, homie. No faith. That's all right. You know, we can do other stuff, I guess. <laughs> I'll trust You're you like, with hunting. I'll trust you with hunting. Take me up in the mountains. Uh, you just stay on your side of the tent. Dude, <laughs> I got some chiropractic. Like, lay it here. Lay down on the table, take your pants off. You know, it doesn't count <laughs> if you just jump on top of me. That doesn't count. Yeah, but you might like cracks. it after though. Like, yeah, that's it's some. Hey, it counts. I might if I'm still counts. alive. If I'm if I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> I might. Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a good podcast, guys. Me and Tyler are good buzz, man. We like we crack up all the time around just random dumb shit that we think's funny. Yeah. You probably won't find funny, but it's okay. we don't care. We laugh. We don't. Care. We don't care as long as we're having a good time. Tyler like I said is my PT guy man like I I work out hard I train hard I'm in the mountains a lot I put my body through a whole bunch of crap and he is my guy to go to like I have an injury now I have a little pull down here not even really my groin I don't know what would you call it Tyler like what what do I have yeah you've got you've got a you know, essentially just a strain of, of that, that distal hip flexor. So that, that hip flexor I can is see going it. down in there. So dude, I can see it in your eyes right now. You're like pansy. You, <laughs> you are a pansy is what it is. Like you come to me, say, ah, this hurts. You're fine. You're what is <laughs> this? Fine. Rub some Get out of my on. office. What are you doing in here? <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> right. So anyway, he's my go-to guy. And I want to talk a lot about, I want to bring value to the hunters out there, especially like bringing longevity into hunting. Right. Man, my goal is I want to hunt till I'm 80 years old, at least, or until I'm dead. And there's only one way to do that is by keeping my body in good physical shape and health. And you need a guy like Tyler to like, when you kind of break it to like, help you fix it. Right. So that's, that's what I'm here for. That's what he's here for. I mean, he doesn't just do hunt, uh, work on hunters. He works on all types of athletes, but like, what is your niche, man? Like who, who, yeah. who is your clientele? Yeah. So I work a lot with, uh, fitness athletes and active adults. So people who, um, are really active, they're getting out, doing stuff, whether that's hunting, hiking, um, crossfitters, um, you know, I really, really find myself kind of in that niche area of, um, people that are really active and enjoying their life outdoors and, um, and really like to push themselves. 
and who are uber motivated to continue to do that for the long term. So um, those are the people that I really get a lot of juice with working with and, um, and, and have the most fun, you know, just helping them recover, stay, you know, I really don't like to shut people down in terms of, you know, Hey, you can't do this anymore. You know, I think I've ever told anybody, Hey, you can't ever do this, this thing ever again. You know, my vision is, um, you know, how do we get you, how do we keep you doing this and not just in the short term, but, you know, like you're talking about this long-term wellness. Um, I think it's, incredibly important that people have a long-term vision that they're not just exercising and working out and being active while they're, you know, in their twenties, thirties, forties, but that they're continuing this and their long-term vision is when I'm 80 years old, you know, I want to be able to, to get up into the mountains, you know, and, and trek around and move. I want to be able to get down on the ground with my grandkids. I want to be able to, you know, these long-term things that um, I think we don't really put into perspective a lot of times um, that's where I really like to come in and be like, what's your vision for the next 30 years with your fitness and health journey, you know, and how do we keep you healthy and moving in that direction? So that's, that's really where, um, I would like to come in and help, help work with people that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. And, you know, obviously I know your background and I listen to you, I trust you, but why should any listener right now trust what you have to say? What's your background? Yeah. So <laughs> Growing up, I mean, so I'm an athlete myself. I, I played baseball um, all through high school, played basketball as well, but then played three years of college baseball. So I uh, unfortunately sustained a lot of injuries myself, uh, <laughs> which led me into the PT world. So I had some great physical therapists when I was coming back from those injuries. And uh, that really sparked my interest in the human body and, you know, how we can go through this recovery process. So um that really has brought out a passion in myself and, and working with these, these injuries that people deal with that are not necessarily, um, you know, coming off a, a surgery, but it's, but it's even that, you know, the chronic things that pop up all the time that I think a lot of people just live with on a daily basis. Um, those things I have a lot of passion with because they tend to be things that limit people a lot. So my background in having to deal with some of those chronic injuries as an athlete, has really brought um, brought an ex, extra little passion into what I do that way. Um, so I, I ended up going to uh, University of Colorado, graduated there in 2017 with my doctorate of physical therapy. Um, and I've been in an out, the outpatient world, if you will, the uh, um, you know direct access world of um, orthopedics. Um, so I'm in my fifth year of practice now and um, have, you know, got some extra certifications, stride needling, um, spinal manipulation. Um, I actually got a vestibular therapy certification, which is kind of interesting. What is that? Um, yeah, that one's um, a lot of times, uh, not a lot of times, sometimes people will be dealing with like inner ear dysfunction and can experience some like dizziness. Um, that is, it's crazy. It's, it's um, absolutely just detrimental. I mean, it, like you can't function when you're so dizzy. Um, and a lot of times it's, there's some inner ear dysfunction happening that way. So um, I have an extra certification in that to help people um, recover from that pretty quickly. Get, you know, there's some simple treatments that you can do that take care of that really quick. So that's the little side thing that I got a few years back, um, but not as heavily into. Um, but yeah, that's another thing that I've, I've got. But I think overall, my passion and just the the vision that I bring from a long-term longevity perspective. Um, you know, we really don't do, you know, just your normal bandy, you know, 
bouncy ball stuff here. You know, it's all about <laughs> function and all right, you need to be able to do a clean and jerk. Cool. Like let's grab a barbell. You're like, Oh, so this physical therapist is having me grab a barbell and not having me do a bouncy ball exercise. Like what, what's that? You know, it's, so that's the level of, um, you know, I, I really try and bring in, Hey, what is the, the mission that you're trying to accomplish? And what do we need to do to get that? Yeah, man. You're like the cool PT grabbing barbells. I, that's it, man. I'm just trying to be a cool PT. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not just about injury too. Like obviously it's the performance project. So you help athletes perform or any, like, even if you're not yeah. like a quote unquote athlete, it's about performance too. It's not just about injury for you. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I like to bring in, you know, there's this little area you know, if you think about the traditional physical therapy world of like, okay, we're going to get you back to your daily function, right? If you can move and you can get up off the toilet and you can get out of bed and great. Okay. And then there's the area of like, I need to perform in my sport or I need to perform in my, um, you know, my fitness class, or I need to perform in my, uh, my hunt. Right. And so there's this gray area of where, when you're recovering from an injury of getting back to this high level performance, there's this spot where I like to live of like, cool, we got to take you from here to just regular activities all the way up to this high level performance. What do, we need to fill this gap in. And so that's where I really like to work with people uh, in that performance side. And not just like you said, not just after injury, but, you know, proactively, you know, uh, you know, and jumping out in front of things before things really pop up. And so mm -hmm. I do a lot of injury prevention work with people and people who are just interested in, Hey, I want to, I, I got this, I, I made all this progress. I don't want to lose it. And so we really work heavily with injury prevention on that side of things too. Yeah. And then I'm going to back up like a minute or two to the point they said that you got your doctorate and you guys yes. know what that means that Tyler is a doctor. I'm going to put right. his phone number down here on the screen. If there's anything that you're feeling that might not be right, you call Tyler any time of the day, midnight two, three o'clock in the morning. Nice. He's married, guys. So like you oh women God. that are... <laughs> don't do it. I'm gonna call. I have this fungus <laughs> that's growing in between my toes. And uh not that kind of is doctor. it cancer? Is it cancer? <laughs> I'm gonna say he's a doctor. This is the wrong, it's the wrong doctor. Do not <laughs> you call I'm not gonna I actually won't answer because I'm being I'm gonna be in bed. I'm be sleeping. <laughs> and also I don't deal with fungus. Yeah. No way. That's, that's somebody else's problem. That's, <laughs> that's just an ongoing joke I got with Tyler. He's a doctor, so he should be able to cure everything. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's like in the hangover, right? When Doug is, or not Doug, who's the dentist? What's that guy's name? He's uh, oh, man. what's his name? Stu. His name is Stu. He's like, yeah, I'm a doctor. And he's like, yeah, easy. He's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I feel like. I, I am Dr. Pollock. Don't he's, He's a physical therapist. <laughs> Not to take any way, anything away from my doctor because I worked really hard for it. Oh, for but, sure, man. For sure. But also, either way, I'm still put. I'm still putting down your phone number on the screen and have people call you. So, <laughs> hey, Tyler, are you still there? Did there. I lose you? There we go. There we go. All right, got you back. Yeah, you're kind of. I think my internet is unstable. It says, it says my internet's unstable. I might just be unstable over here. You hear me? Okay. I think you're unstable. I, think I got right. you now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man, this is all good and great, but like, obviously I'm a big hunter. This podcast is about hunting. So let's, uh, let's talk about hunting, man. Like, obviously you're a hunter. 
how did uh how did you get into hunting yeah i uh i grew up art do uh we go on an elk hunt every year um and i started at how old was i i was going up with him when i was starting at age 12 i think you know i got got my hunter's license or not my hunter's license my uh, uh hunter safety license and uh uh yeah started going up with him then and really continued that all the way through um high school and then as i got more into baseball more into sports and everything um, I start, I, I stopped going just, my schedule was pretty crazy. And, um, and honestly, I got a little burnt out of, uh, just from, uh, I don't think I had the right at that time. I didn't have the, the right mentality that I needed for it. Um, it's funny what a little growing up will do. And like, um, <clears throat> you know, going through, I don't know, hunting's hard work, man. Like, I mean, I guess you can make it easy, but the kind of stuff that, you know, that you and I did, which I'm, you know, we're going to talk about, like, it's some hard work. And I think my relationship with that, um, the hard work has improved significantly over the last, you know, decade plus. Um, and so, you know, we just got back, you know, I just got back into it uh, this last year, you know, going up with you and my dad and, um, just how fun it was and like the escape to the mountains and, um, the newfound appreciation I had for, being in the wilderness, having to, you know, this primal instinct to live on your own, so to, so to speak, and, you know, really provide for yourself and, you know, brave the, the, the weather and the cold and, you know, all the, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, there's something very primal about that. That's exciting. And, um, but yeah, I, I grew up doing it, got away from it. And I'm happy to say that this, you know, thanks to you, I'm going to blame you here. I'm going to give you some credit here that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be back into it. So right on, man. Well, and I, uh, our two different growing up hunting is completely different. You grew up right. elk hunting, which is like, that's pretty hard. You know, as a kid hiking and like doing <laughs> that type of hunting, I don't know if I would have enjoyed Nah, I would have, I love that stuff. I, I <laughs> yeah. probably would have loved it too, but it, it would have been hard growing up as a kid doing it, but like my type of growing up hunting was a tree stand hunting for whitetail. So like if we walked a mile to our tree stand, that is a long way to white hill, white tail hunt to walk, you know? So, and we just sat there and we we're just cold. Right. That was like the hard part, just being cold, waiting for deer to come near us. So yeah. like completely different exactly. growing ups, uh, our upbringings around hunting, but, but you are back into it. Now let's talk about our hunt last year, man. I, for you yeah. guys listening, I, uh, I do some guided hunts and I took Tyler's dad out, uh, on an elk hunt and Tyler came along with, and dude, we had a blast, man. I, we had, yeah, so, we I had so much fun on that hunt. Oh man. It was a great hunt. Gosh. I was, oh, I was like a little kid again. Only now I was having, you know, the time of my life, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, um, it was great. Like I said, I think part of it too, is I, you know, not just my relationship with putting in hard work, but like the challenge, the mental grind of it actually is something that I kind of crave now, um, which I attribute to CrossFit, honestly, and just kind of, and being an athlete of just kind of pushing yourself that way, but wanting to do this, like this hiking, you know, getting up into the high altitudes and um, being in better physical condition now, uh, being able to handle my own pack and doing that sort of stuff. It's, that's, that's makes you feel a little more confident, a little more uh, comfortable being up there. And it was fun, man. And the other piece obviously is that 
we were just in elk, man. We were in it. <laughs> like <laughs> we turn left, there's an elk. We turn right, there's another one. You know, it's just and so actually being in it was awesome. It was just awesome. Yeah. And like I really enjoyed hunting with you because you're the type of guy that like is always upbeat, positive, joking around. So even when things weren't like going quite right, man, you always had a smile on your face. We're always joking around, Bro. having fun. <laughs> It's just like, why, why would you do anything else? You know, it's like, you're in the mountains. You're, you have, I mean, I think it's all perspective. And we talked about this too, before, you know, just like having that right mindset of, you know, this is, this is my, I'm, I'm here to have a good time. And regardless of what happens, like, I am so thankful and grateful for just being here, you know? Yeah. And it started out like you had gotten sick. So I can't remember what you had. What did you have? It yeah conjunctivitis yeah yeah so like i I had to wear glasses the whole time Mm -hmm. and well i mean i got and then i got some upper respiratory stuff too it wasn't covid but it was like you know snot nose and all that stuff and so i had to yeah started out with me because i was going to drive up with with my dad and it turned you know i ended up driving up by myself um a couple days later i wasn't even sure i was going to be able to make it um so yeah i started out sick on the, on the way up there it's great oh man yeah so you you were sick i wasn't learning for sure if you were going to be able to come up or not be like i'm doing it i'm coming and so i met you down at the trailhead and i was like trying to take it a little bit easy because i knew that you had some lung issues because you still had that some junk in your lungs right and so yeah. i was like not trying not to push you as though we're taking a little breaks and you're like bro you don't need to stop let's just keep going i'm like oh all right. It's like that. Let's go. Then. Let's get there, man. <laughs> I was ready, man. I was ready to get there. I was, I was excited. I was ready to get, I mean, shoot, man. I was like, I don't think I slept the first night. I was so excited. I was just so yeah. pumped to be up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome to see like, you know, father, son, um, uh, hunting experience because, and that's one thing that hunters, especially being a father myself, like you just really enjoy. And your dad, man, I remember it was the day before you had got there and we were in elk and we were in elk most of the day and it was getting towards the evening and there was a bull, big bull, big six by six. And he was like 500 yards away down in this little bull, nothing, nothing too hard. Like we could have got down there, slipped down there within a hundred pretty easy, had a pretty good chance of like killing this bull. And I was like, Jay, come on, let's go get him. He's like, Nah, I'm kind of tired. And he's like, I just kind of <laughs> want to wait for Tyler to get here. Cause he didn't want to kill a bull without you there. Man. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like he just wanted to have that yeah. experience with you. And, um, but yeah, man, you got totally. up there and we had such a good time. And, and I think what it did help is we were in elk quite a bit and yeah. which makes things nice. There's a few nights that we're like in our tents and as we're getting bugles all around us and, Oh man not only bugles, but I'm hearing farts coming from each tent and snoring. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's hunting camp, man. That's it. That's it's just it, sounds man. of the wilderness right there. Yeah. So anyway, like, so like you were revived, you're back, you want to go hunting again, but let's talk about like, just to yeah. give some value to some hunters out there that might be getting into this is you hadn't hunt for, for what, 15 years or so you hadn't gone no. out. No, so, it had, it's been, it had been a long time. And so you needed to like kind of gear up again to be able to yeah. do, cause we backpacked, um, to yep. be able to do that type of hunting. And, um, I remember having conversations with this, like, man, don't worry about buying all the expensive gear. Like get a cup. Here's a couple things you need, you need good boots. Uh, you probably need a good pack. 
And then like, let's budget from there, man. Let's talk about that experience. Yeah. Honestly, man. Yeah. I mean, it was really helpful to have obviously all your information that you're putting out there. Um, you know, some of your videos. So if you guys haven't checked that out already, um, Kurt's done some cool videos on that. I recommend that, but watching those, um, you know, really just picking out your things that you're going to invest in. And, and so I have ended up investing in my feet with, in the form of really good boots um, that I knew were going to last for a long time. I also do some other hiking. I do some 14 years um, every summer with my wife. And so, um, you know, I wanted to get, I needed some new boots anyway. And so I wanted to really invest there. So that's where I put the majority of my budget for just getting started out. And then from there, man, yeah, it was like, I got a pair of pants and, uh, you know, I think I got one shirt or one long, one long sleeve, one short sleeve, and then like, uh, 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 mid layer. And then I got, I was gifted some rain gear and that was, and that was it, man. That was like what I got. And then for the pack, you know, um, you know, you were kind enough to loan me your, um, your big backpacking pack, which was good and worked out great, fit me nicely. And then, you know, as long as we had, you know, we had some gear that we all kind of shared, you know, in terms of just being able to cook, um, uh, cook things up and, that sort of stuff. Like I didn't really end up buying a whole lot of stuff, which was great. You know, I had my old, I had my old bow that was a hand-me-down from my dad. And I had, you know, that's, it's actually really funny when I went in to get it tuned, I whipped this bad boy out, man. And I was like, yeah, I just need to make sure that everything is good with this guy. And this guy's, you know, the, <laughs> the expert takes it out and he's like, holy smokes. I haven't seen one of these guys in about 15 years. <laughs> said yeah you're about right you know it's old matthew's bow and um you know still shoots great uh not you know and you know i obviously wasn't going up and um hunting this year um but even just bringing that out like it was really felt really good to to shoot again and like you know you don't need all the high-tech gear and stuff i mean those are nice to have things and make things a little easier on you but at the end of the day man like it, i mean there's a lot of ways to to you know get an animal down and so you don't as long as you're you're in the right range and you got you know the basic necessities you can make it work so uh, i didn't buy too much i just that's my boots man that was my big investment which yeah. i'm yeah. incredibly happy about and that's one thing i like to, I like to talk about with like new hunters is man you could you could spend thousands and thousands of dollars on gear on the best gear because everyone's advertising gear right the the camo, the layering system, the packs, the boots, the new bows, the like, it's, and it's very expensive. If you're a new hunter out there, here's some main things that you absolutely probably should invest in. Like you did your feet, because if your feet hurt, if your feet get wet, they're oh, done. In, you're done. If they get cold, you're done staying yeah. warm, staying dry. So like uh, a couple good pieces of clothing, um, maybe a sleeping bag. So you're not cold at night, but the main thing is being trying to be comfortable just so you can be out there longer. And if your bow's 15 years old, so be it, it can still kill an animal. Obviously like all the, if you upgrade to better gear, your chances go up a little bit, right? Like, so if you have better right. arrows to have better penetration, your chances of killing something are going to go up a little bit. And all that, it does help out, but like, no need to break the bank. Just get out there and have some fun, get outdoors and hunt, but you yeah. want to be comfortable doing it. Right. So yeah, otherwise yeah. that hunts 100%. over. 
you're heading back to the truck because you're miserable. As as, dude, yeah, if you're, if you're, uh, it's pretty miserable too. It, it can change, it can change your experience for sure. If you're cold, wet and, and, or like starving, like <laughs> yeah. either one of those. Yeah. Those were, that's the other thing, man. I like food, man, that was crucial. Like everything I brought was dry goods that I could have easy to eat and just stuff I could have munch on all day. And, uh, including, but I gave you a bunch of shit about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you tell us, you tell a story. All this right. So I meet Tyler at the trailhead and I immediately, I'm like, give me your pack. So I immediately strip <laughs> everything out of his pack and I probably cut your pack in half of like, don't need this. Yeah. Don't need that. Don't need this. Oh yeah. Throw this back in your the- truck. <laughs> yeah. So I cut your weight down in half. And then I see this jar of freaking peanut butter, this big jar of peanut butter. I'm like, really, dude, you don't bring it wasn't a big jar. Time. It was, a tr- <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was the small size. All right. But it was a, a jar of peanut butter. And I'm like, really, dude, you don't bring it. And I gave you so much crap about it. And I'm like, all right. Cause I'm carrying your food up. And I'm like, all right, I'll carry your peanut butter up. That's no big deal. I give you a lot of crap about it, but I tell you what, man, that peanut butter was clutch. Oh my gosh. It was so so good. Oh man. I might start bringing a jar of peanut butter with me. on my. Hell yeah, you are. Dude. (laughs) So many good fats, oils, protein, and calories. calories. Calories, man. That's all. It was all calories. And I just dipped everything into it. It was so good. (laughs) I had crackers going to the peanut butter. Yep. had freaking you know whatever i had peanuts up there in my trail mix dipped them in the peanut butter you get some peanut butter <laughs> you know oh um, yeah man but yeah i gave right. you a lot of crap about that but it ended up being like super clutch um, <laughs> yeah. uh, highly recommended yeah I, I mean if you can handle the weight of that jar of peanut butter yeah okay like yeah. it was that much <laughs> <laughs> hey man every ounce counts when you're backpacking you man, guys we know freaking, that backpacking so we were we were freaking uh we were pounding the peanut butter. We didn't even finish that jar. No, like that's no. how filling it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good. So as a new hunter, and I'm going to call you kind of a new hunter because you haven't hunted in like 15 years before that. Yeah, sure. Is it, is it pretty overwhelming of like, God, what do I need? What do I need to do? Like, what's your experience there? I think um, from, for this experience, getting back into it, it was really nice to go with someone, you know, a couple people that had a lot of experience and you know the area really well and so you by you knowing the area really well i was able to then also learn the area um so i think it's clutch is just the more comfortable you can be with knowing where you are quells your anxiety in terms of like i'm not going to get lost um and even if i do i know how to reorient myself that sort of thing because i think that's one thing that especially if you're backpacking in and you are going to a new area that maybe is can be a little nerve wracking maybe. Um, so for me, it was like that part of it was nice to have just some direction there and like, okay, here's where this point is. And here's this point, here's this landmark, you know? And so it's like, okay, cool. I can feel comfortable with like knowing the area that we're going to be in. Um, so that, that part for me was nice. Other things getting back into it. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think the physical aspect wasn't much for me. And that's only because of the type of training that I do and me enjoying the mountains and, and doing these 14 years, like the week before I had hiked, uh, both my wife and I had hiked up Mount, um, Mount Evans. We do, no, we did Albert, um, like the week before. And so mentally I was already in that state of like thin air, hard hiking, just, you know, keep trekking, 
um, keep moving, that sort of thing, and get kind of getting my lungs underneath me, even though I lost all of it when I got sick. But, you know, just mentally, it was like, cool, I'm prepped and ready to go that way. So physically, I don't think it was a big piece for me. I think for new hunters, that can probably be a sticking point. Because, you know, if you haven't spent a lot of time up in the mountains, you know, that's certainly going to be, it's different. It's just different when you get up there, different kind of hiking. Um, you're moving a lot and it's thinner. There's just thinner up there, man. Um, at least in Colorado. So, um, that part was good. Overwhelming wise, like it was kind of exciting looking at all the gear, you know, like we just talked about, like, it's cool to see what else is out there with your direction. It was less overwhelming. It was like, cool. I need to get these things and, you know, just coordinating all that. Um, it can be, if you do it solo, I can definitely see how that could become overwhelming very easily. It's like, Oh my God, there's so much stuff out here. What do I buy? You know? So I, that's where I recommend, Hey, follow your channel, follow, you know, get some advice on like, Hey, here's what you actually need just to get started. And then you can, you can slowly build that up over time. You know, as you continue to do it year after year and like, cool, I want to get this this year, that sort of thing. So I definitely could see where that would be overwhelming. Um, and then I didn't have to do any of the recon because we knew where we we're going, but I could also see like, you know, having to do some research in your area that you're going, like if it's a new area for you, you definitely want to try and figure out the lay of the land, maybe do a scouting and take a couple trips up there and all that. So I obviously didn't have to do that, but you know, if you're a new hunter, I don't know. I just think it's so good to go up with somebody who's done it. Um, when you're getting into it. Like, I, I just think that's just, if nothing else to watch and see how it's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if you're lucky enough to have a mentor that'll take you and take you out, that's definitely the way to go, but I can definitely, you know, I was a new hunter at some point too, especially coming from the Midwest and doing elk hunting here in the mountains. And it was really overwhelming of there's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres that oh, you can go hunt. And it's like, how do you narrow it down? One, you know, all the states, then you narrow it down to just Colorado. Okay, I'm going to go to Colorado. How do I narrow that down to a unit and then narrow that unit down to there's the spot that I'm going to go? It's pretty overwhelming. And then you get, right. and then you get to get the gear and like go like it, yeah. it's, that learning curve is a big learning curve on how to do it. So like, yeah, a mentor is great. Uh, and I'm kicking around like a mentor program that I'm thinking about doing. That'd be great. Next year. I think, man, that's like, as new hunters come in and people get, you know, more interested in this, in this, you know, this hunting world, I think there's just going to be a huge need for that. I, I can't like, I just, it would be such a different experience if you go out there, you know, freshly green and you don't have the right mental state to like handle all the adversity that you're going to handle on that first trip and doing all the work that you're talking about. And, you know, it's just like, you know, there's going to be things that you, that you forget. So having somebody there to be like, you know, Hey, I've done this before. Here's, here's some recommendations I'd make, even if they're not going up on the hunt with you, but mm -hmm. just like, Hey, here's some things that you want to look for. Here's the gear that you're going to want to get, you know, here's the, um, you know, here's the process of getting everything you need to, if they're not from Colorado originally, if they're from out of state or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's crucial. Yeah. Um, let's back up a little bit and give some more value to the people that are listening and the value, I think, man, where you really fit in that you can really help people out here is let's talk about fitness and hunting. 
how that goes. When I, when I say fitness and hunting, I'm talking more the Western style of hunting in mountains, hiking a lot, that physical type of hunt. Yeah. And then we'll talk about some preventative stuff that like can maybe bring down injuries, but like, what's your thoughts on like the uh, aspect of fitness when it comes to hunting? Yeah. I think, especially if you're going to be doing backpacking, um, which I, I don't know for elk hunting, I think you've got to be willing to, you've got to be willing to get into it, man. You better be willing to get in there. Um, and obviously there's other styles, but I guess I'll, I'll kind of hone in on just the style of hunting that, where you're trekking up and down these, these, you know, steep mountain, um, these steep mountain terrains, the strength cannot be overstated how important it is in terms of, you know, it, it legs, trunk stability, core stability, all that, um, with weight on your back. And so the, the style of, you know, some sort of training, uh, regimen should include, you know, my estimation, some sort of rucking, um, some sort of strength training program where um, that, that's peer to, that's that's got some periodization to it, where over a period of 12 to 16 weeks, you're developing strength and, um, you know, big lifts like deadlifts, squats, um, you know, even some, you know, more Olympic style lifting like cleans would are incredibly beneficial that way. Um, but if, even if you're not into like the barbell lifting stuff, going outside and, and doing some rucks where you're throwing 20, 40 pounds in your, in a pack and going on a hike. Right. And, you know, start with just starting with just long walks and then adding in inclines and then adding in multi-level terrains. And the cool thing about Colorado, obviously you can kind of do that in your backyard. If you can't, if you don't have access to that, then, you know, incorporating things like a box. And so you can do some step-ups, um, but trying to simulate what you're going to be doing on a daily basis um, while you're out there on the hunt, I think is, I mean, you're, it's going to bleed over into this injury prevention idea, but having adequate strength in your lower extremity, having, having adequate proprioception where you're able to balance um, it without falling over, without, um, you know, injuring yourself that way it's just paramount. And it also adds to the value of your hunt because then like you talked about, you're able to go longer, you're able to go farther, you're able to hunt for longer. Um, <clears throat> and you don't have to worry about, you know, Oh, I've, I've gone out half a mile. That's like, uh, if I go any farther, I'm not going to be able to make it back and got to turn around. Right. Or it's like, I got to sit, you know, it's time to rest for three hours um, at maybe an inopportune time. So fitness cannot be overstated and that obviously i i kind of touched on more like the actual direct direct component of wanting to do more specific exercises um but incorporating things like aerobic fitness are important too you know if you're going to be out all day um, or if you're going to be out for multiple hours you know having the aerobic capacity to be moving for that period of time in some fashion is going to add to the value of your hunt where you know, if, if you're only able to walk 10, 15 minutes before you got to stop, you know, that's going to impact your experience that way. Right. Cause you know, if you're on a chase, you know, if you're, if you've got to make a quick move and you can't make that quick move and maybe you miss your opportunity there. Um, or, you know, you know where they're at, but now they've moved and you know where you got to go, but it's, you know, it's a couple miles from camp now. Okay. Well, again, that might impact your hunt because now you're not able to go on that chase and go on that hunt a little bit farther. So the more fit you are, I think the, your radius just expands from where you're camped out at. And so that's where your fitness component comes in. Yeah. 
And obviously, you know that I agree with that 100%. And uh, and it's and we're not saying that you can't be successful if you're not in good shape with that type right. of hunt. Not at all. But it and, will impact your experience. Yes. And maybe decrease your chances. So if we're talking about maximizing your performance again, which is where I live, you know, how do we maximize your experience? Well, we get you as fit as possible. Why are we doing that? Well, expand your range, expand your load capacity. Once you get something down, now you can actually pack it out, you know, and maybe, you can, maybe it's one less trip than you have to make than before. You know, I mean, it's just, those, those are the things where we're talking about enhancing performance. Fitness plays such a key role in that. And even if it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be a ton, but it, it's way better than you just rolling off your couch and heading out and, and expecting yourself to be able to, you know, trek up these, these treacherous mountains here in Colorado. So, yeah. And obviously I train a lot uh, and my, my biggest method of training is CrossFit. And I know you do a lot of CrossFit also. Um, and as much as I train, I still feel that I really can't train for what I'm doing in the mountains just because like, a, a CrossFit workout or a workout, maybe, maybe a normal workout's an hour long or CrossFit high intensity stuff might be 20, 10, 20, maybe 30 minutes, the high intensity stuff. Would it, would it really, and then you can't really train eight hours of physical activity. And that's what happens a lot when you're in the mountains and I'm notorious for changing my mind. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to go up over here on this, this Ridge here. I get there. Nah, I don't like it. Let's go over here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm moving almost all the time, all day. So how do you train for eight hours a day of fitness? You really can't, man, unless you're doing eight hours a day of fitness back here at home. And that's not feasible to my point is what I'm really training is mental toughness. That's what I'm really training is when I'm in a really hard workout and it really sucks and it really hurts is not quitting on the workout and finishing it, maybe finishing it strong so when you're up there and you're hurting or you're wet or you're cold or you're tired, it's that mental toughness that helps you to keep pushing. That's, that's where, um, I think the key comes in for physical. I mean, obviously physical being physical fit will help a lot, but like more than mental toughness is what I train. And, and you do a lot of CrossFit too, right, Tyler? Oh yeah. Yeah. CrossFit's big. And to your point with that mental toughness side, like there's not a, there's not a workout where I'm like, God, I just want this to be over, <laughs> you know, on the, on the CrossFit side of things, you're just, you know, it's, it's intentionally, you know, that's part of that mental toughness. Right. And it's a skill just like anything else that can be trained and learned and developed and, and really crafted over time. Um, and the only way to get better at it is to keep doing it. It's like sharpening a sword and you're just continue to sharpen the sword, continue to sharpen the sword, you know, and, and, You've got to keep, you know, challenging yourself because yeah, I mean, over time, if you're not, you, I mean, you become soft, you know, men mentally you're, it's, it, it has to be on this, on this consistent basis where you're challenging yourself mentally because uh, if you don't, then there's this lack of confidence in yourself of like, man, I, so then you start even looking at stuff like, man, I can't even imagine walking over that other ridge right now. Like there's no confidence there because the fear there is that, okay, if I start, like what happens if I can't, if I, if I'm really tired halfway through and like, and you don't have the mental, you know, in yourself, you don't have the mental capacity to be like, I'm going to push through that tiredness and I'm going to get over there. Whereas like what you're talking about, if you're curating that mental toughness over time, 
and you know that sword is nice and sharp when you get tired halfway over there you're like cool now the work's begun and then you finish that out and you get over there and now you're in a better position and again increase your odds and you know also increase your experience because like there's something invigorating and satisfying and vindicating about doing hard things and accomplishing them yeah and there's that explorer side that wants to see what that what is over that next ridge that's what pushes yeah. me a lot. What's over there? I got to see it, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and guys are like, uh, obviously, I'm an advocate for a CrossFit. Tyler likes CrossFit too, but we're not, we're not sitting here saying you have to do CrossFit to be in shape. Or like, but w- one thing I think you need to do is push your mental toughness and whatever that is. If that's physical activity, if it's something else that you can find to push your mental toughness and just strengthen that muscle, which is mental toughness, you'll be way more successful and have a better hunting experience. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into injury prevention, man. Cause I know a lot of, and let's talk, let's talk bow hunters. That's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. I do rifle hunting, but like bow hunters seem to be have to, uh, you know, to be a Western bow hunter, you have to be a little bit more, you're beating up your body a little bit more bow hunting. I've seen a lot of shoulder injuries, over time with bow hunting knees shoulders what are some things that you would recommend for like that shoulder injury and like help preventative stuff for knees as we get older yeah yeah i mean in your in that mountain terrain especially if you're having to make quick moves and um uneven terrain knees can get beat up pretty good so step one is being on a fitness plan so that's step one to an injury prevention is developing strength constantly and having and maintaining that strength um, next piece. So if, if that's taken care of and we're still, you know, looking at, okay, how do we prevent injury? Um, biomechanics and body mechanics become kind of that, that, that level that we want to look at. So, um, do you have strength and do you have strength in the appropriate ranges that you need it? Um, what's your range of motion? Like what's your joint mobility? Like what's your, um, how are you landing when you're taking these, you know, kind of awkward steps through, through and over the timber, you know, and, what's your, you know, we're looking up the chain. We want to see, Hey, how does that look? And so from an injury prevention standpoint, um, looking at your hip stability and strength, your core stability and strength, um, honestly balance is something that's overlooked a lot, um, with this injury prevention side of things. Uh, when you're talking about being able to control how your body is positioned in space, it's called proprioception. Um, that is something that is overlooked a lot because when you're going over these, you know, big logs and timber and everything. Um, a lot of times you're on one foot or you're on one, you know, you're standing on one leg and you've got a pack on, you've got your bow. And so you've got to have incredible stability, um, in being able to do that. And so training and, or doing some work in that proprioceptive space, working on your balance, working with unstable terrain, um, and working in ranges that you're weak in, um, are incredibly important. Um, and the other thing I would look at is potentially um, how, how do you load your joint when you're doing like a jump? Like when you're landing, if you've got to jump off of something, um, how, are, how good are you able to brace that? And how, how good do you absorb those forces that are you know, coming through all of the joints you know, from the hips below? Um, so that's a big piece because you know, especially coming downhill, that's when a lot of people will experience some of that knee pain, some of those knee issues. Um, if you're not able to uh, control what's happening at the knee from lack of hip strength or lack of hip stability. Um, that plays a huge role at what's going on at the knee. 
And same thing at the foot. If your if your feet are not strong, if your feet are not stable, if you've got ankle instability and issues there, that will also show up at the knees too. So I like to look above and below for when I'm talking specifically about knee injury prevention. I like to look above and below what's happening at the hips, what's happening at the ankles. Um, in terms of the shoulder, um, with bow hunters, absolutely, you, you become really dominant on one side, right? Because you're um, you're obviously you know, you're just shooting one side. So there's a lot of maybe some overcompensating happening on one side. So I, again, a good fitness program that that's kind of assumed here. Next level is uh, I like to get into some band work. And uh, what I mean by that is um, tighten muscular stability training. So your rotator cuff muscles play a huge role in, and so rotator cuff injuries, particularly as we get older, um, and it may be a traumatic injury, it may not tying of the, these muscles. Being on a banded rotator cuff um, uh, exercise plan, I think should be doing from an injury prevention side of things for uh, your bow hunts. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, great resources out there. I mean, YouTube's got is littered with a lot of, a lot of these things obviously can be tough to sift through those. That's where I come in, in terms of, you know, resources and things like that to, to kind of look specifically at that. But um, I think rotator cuff stability and strengthening that way. Um, I would also look at your range of motion. If you've got limitations with your shoulder mobility, Sometimes that can impact how you're able to pull the bow back. Um, you know, if you've got joint restrictions that way, then I would look at opening that up with some mobility work and some strength, uh, some stretching that way. Um, and muscular endurance, being able to pull that bow back and hold it and, and maintain that position. Um, but being on some sort of resistance banded training injury prevention side of things with the shoulder, I think is crucial. And you've got to, you've got to do it. Um, and it can get boring. It can get tedious. Um, but in the long term, again, if we're taking a big 50,000 foot view of the, you know, your, the long term of your hunting career, you know, do you want to be doing this in five years and then your shoulders toast, or do you want to be doing this 20 years from now? You know? And so that's the kind of that, um, why you've been the work. So. I don't know if that answers your question. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And okay. uh, again, our internet was a little bit spotty there. So I think what we're going to do guys is uh, we will link up in the description of this. Um, this will be on YouTube and Spotify, but we will link up in the description, some links for you, maybe some, some movements, some top five movements that Tyler would recommend for like knee yeah. help, shoulder uh, pr injury prevention. That way you guys have some resources there, but uh, I don't expect Tyler right now to break out the bands and the balls and like we'll do it, <laughs> show everybody yeah. exactly yeah. what we're talking about, man. But, uh, yeah, but no, that's exactly right. And I've just seen a lot of shoulder injuries in bow hunters and some of that is not correctly pulling back the bow. Some of that is not taking care of the body. And obviously there's a lot of knee injuries and guys or knee, ankle, hip stuff that in guys that uh, do a lot of backpacking and, uh, that type yeah. of thing. That brings up a good point. I mean, having the right fit, you know, having your backpack be correctly fitted to you is, is another piece. And then yeah, biomechanics, right? How are, how are you pulling the bow back 
And that's something that definitely can play a role in, you know, which muscles are you using? So that's something that you'd want to take a look at in terms of, um, you know, how, uh, how you're actually completing the task because that can place excess strain on some of those smaller muscles that, that need some help, maybe from some of the bigger muscles like your lat and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, very good. And again, guys, we'll, uh, we'll link, we'll put some links down here in the description so you guys can kind of see what Tyler's talking about. And there'll be some movements to, to work on something that you can do at home, maybe with a, just a band or so. Um, so we can prevent and we can hunt till our eight, we're 80 years old, man. That's the, that's the goal, right? That's it's my the dream, goal. man. The dream. Yeah. So speaking yeah, of the future, like Tyler, it. what's uh, what does the future look like for you and and hunting and and all that stuff now? I got the bug, man. I got the bug. I'm all in. So yeah, I uh, um, my plan, you know, is obviously to um, make this a yearly thing. So I I love archery. So I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna stick with that. And I, my my goal with that is to really start to. Um, expand my knowledge base so that I can actually go out and do this stuff on my own. Um, and that, you know, includes being able to do kind of the prep work that, um, you know, you were fortunate to, to give both my dad and I on that trip last year, you know, I'd like to be able to, to explore that and, and really, um, start to sort of, uh, you know, strengthen a skill of mine that maybe is, is, you know, hasn't been developed yet. So, you know, talking about mental challenges and, and the importance of having a mentor, um, that can help you with that process. Um, you know, my plan is to be able to go out, you know, do some of this research, find an area and go and do a hunt there, you know, and, uh, archeries, archeries, I, I love, and it's fun and I enjoy shooting. And so, um, that's going to be what, what I move forward with in the future for now. So I'll, I'll be curious. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I want to get into rifle right away. Um, I haven't had a ton of interest at this point. I think partially because I haven't uh, mastered, if you will, the you know archery game yet, and I'd like to really get into that before I expand my, uh, you know, into well, the next thing. But well, I hate to break it to you, man, but I don't think you will ever. No one ever mastered. No one's gonna master. <laughs> <laughs> That's which fair. Is, That's fair. Which is kind of the cool thing about it. You know, it's a very difficult True. thing, and. And I want to point out something that you just said here and you just did is your expectations of your goals that you want to accomplish. You notice that Tyler did not say anything about killing an animal, killing an elk or whatever he's after. That is really key. Like that's real, real, realistic expectations because it is less than 10% of elk hunters that bow hunt are successful, right? So like his expectation of success for him is building his knowledge to a point where he can go find an area and go hunt on his own. That is, and that is awesome. And that's what no new hunters should have that expectation of not killing a bull because 90% of you are going to be disappointed. If that is the expectation you have, and that's just, 100%. that's just the truth, man. That's the numbers. So I appreciate you saying that for sure. Yeah, man. dude. Yeah. Well, that's partially you, man. I mean, our conversations and everything, obviously that's, um, that's something we've talked about a lot and, again, for me, just like grew up being, you know, going through this growing up phase, if you will, of, of my own perspective on things and has changed so much. And just being in the mountains is, is enough for me. You know, that's, that's, that's the escape. That's the, um, that's the rooted connection to kind of mother earth, if you will. And it's just being out there is enough. And the hunt is 
part of part of the thrill of it all but it's but it's just one part you know it's not in it's not the uh, primary objective and so in that perspective i think that gives a lot of room to just enjoy being out there as opposed to looking at things black and white and and seeing like it was a success or it was not a success based on whether or not i get something or not um and i just think if i have a 10 percent chance of of success in that term you know, why wouldn't I just shift my perspective and say, this is going to be a success if I can go out there and I can know my terrain, I can navigate safely through the, you know, this area. Um, I can, you know, make my own meals. I can get camp set up. Um, I can get into some areas where man, maybe it's, maybe it's exciting. Maybe it's not, but um, I'm safe and I'm, I'm physically fit and I'm going through this mental challenge of, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know necessarily what's over that hill. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go test myself and see what's, what is, and just being present in those moments, then my chance of success is hundred percent. Yeah, That's so. really good. I like that a lot, Tyler. And, and, and I agree with you. Like, obviously I, I have a, here's what I enjoy the most about hunting is being alone in nature whether it be on a mountain, whether it be in a tree stand on a, on a creek line with whitetail or on a blind after turkey, I love being alone in nature, just absorbing nature, but with a goal in mind. I still have a goal. So I'm not like type of yeah. guy that wants to go hike just to hike for fun. I'm like, well, what am I after? Because <laughs> I like having that goal in mind, but being in nature with a goal in mind, that is absolutely money for me right there. So Guys, think about that as you're, as you're hunting or if you're getting discouraged because you haven't been successful, that is a really good point that Tyler brought up. So, Yeah, no, 100%, yeah. man. Well, shoot, man. I, uh, I really enjoyed the, the podcast or I enjoyed just talking to you like normal, man. We, we always yeah, dude. jam about something. We have a lot of a good time. So uh, thanks jam for your session. time. Yeah, dude. Thanks for your Thank time, you. my man. And uh, I yeah. appreciate it. We'll have to bring you back on again and we'll talk probably get more depth on like some of that injury prevention stuff for hunters and kind of see how your season goes this year. Maybe we can update it after that, man. That'd be something. That would be something. I know you got a challenge though this year, man. Like, uh, there's a little something on the way. I don't know if you're going to spill those beans or not, but yeah, it's well, the world knows already. So yeah, yeah I don't know if I'm going to be able to <laughs> break away from break away from home. We're going to have, we got a little one on the way, so it's going to yeah. be interesting. Uh, I, she's, yeah, she's due like August 24th. So it'll be like two weeks after that. <laughs> so I don't, it might be tough, man. I don't know if I, I hope, but I don't, I'm not holding out hope with this one. Depends. Right. Maybe, maybe if the baby comes a little early, but. Right. This might be one of those years where you get really good at shooting the bow in the backyard. Yeah. Right? And uh, may, building the gear and like maybe yeah. fitness wise. And then next year might be your year, man. I, yeah. I know. I'm thinking like, this is just going to be one giant, you know, waiting game for the next 12 months or so, or 18 months until I can actually go. But, um, yeah. uh, I look forward to that challenge and maybe, you know, it's going to be, like you said, I, I've got the bug, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be shooting. I'm going to be doing some, some challenges that way. And, uh, speaking of that, I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing this top predator deal. So if you guys are thinking about it, do it. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. It is going to be fun. And I think me and you, we're, we're talking about challenging each other in like a little workout shoot off. Right. Oh yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. Oh yeah. Good. It's going to happen. I'm going to so, do yeah. it. 
Stay tuned to our Instagrams. Me and Tyler are going to challenge <laughs> each other in a, a workout shoot off and see who wins. Oh man, it's awesome. <laughs> I want to make this like make sure make like a hype video just for you know, just for this. Dude, just we should do like like a MMA fight. Like we'll weigh in with the shirts <laughs> off. Oh like... man. Oh yes. That sounds <laughs> great. I'm in. I'm all in on that, dude. Oh, that's good Let's stuff. Let's do man. it. Oof. Man, we can do the, you know, this oh, yeah. we can have this the stare down. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to be like Rambo and bring some exploding tip arrows. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> What's his famous, I forget his famous line in that movie. He's like, know. You know, he's got the Stallone face. I don't know. Well, in the boxing one, it was Adrian, right? Like, Adrian! That's, oh yeah. I don't know about Rambo. I don't know if there was a, a certain line. I'm sure there yeah, was. Yeah, I don't know. He probably did. I haven't watched those movies in a while. He did Archer's right in that movie, man. He was a badass <laughs> Archer, right? <laughs> man. Watching Rambo. I might watch those this weekend now. Dude, Get me hyped all up. Jacked up. Hell yeah, man. Gotta find something to do all the way, you know, from hunting season until you know next year. <laughs> gotta... You got Rambo on repeat for 18 months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right, man, man. It. Let's get off this thing. And I'm sure people look forward to listening to our dumb crap. So. Never. Um Never. <laughs> again, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. And yeah, man. Uh, uh, let's link up if you guys are if you guys are in would you have online stuff tyler where they maybe they can find you and do some stuff online with they you? can find yeah they can find me on instagram i'm going to be building out a little bit more of a um some wellness stuff for folks some some injury prevention things um here in the future um for now um if they want to just pop on my instagram it's performance project pt is my handle um i've got some videos i try and do um some videos of um, just some injury prevention things and also some things that you can do on your own at home. Um, and those cover head to toe stuff, you know, so total body things, but um, yeah, look forward to doing some more um, structured stuff in the future um, for injury prevention. And, and um, you know, I do have a, an ebook, a um, couple of ebooks, one for shoulders and one for um, squat, uh, squat mobility. So both of those are on my website so you can find those at performanceprojectpt.com and download those for free. Um, so those are the resources I have at the moment. Yeah. Nice, man. I didn't realize you had an ebook. Oh, yeah. How much I know. All right. I'm going on right now and get the shoulder stuff for sure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Do it. All right, my man. All right, man. Easy, man. Thanks again. Appreciate you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession. <laughs>